but we're going to do a quiz, which we did do two years ago, because I planned it and done it all when I realised. Slightly different questions, though. Um, but some of you might remember. It's called uh, The Legal Age. So it's a quiz on... You know what age you need to be to be able to do things. We're going to do it slightly different because um, I'll need you to break up into groups. Oh, Kate, why? Why? I need five groups because I have a little whiteboard and you're to write your age of consent on the board and hold it up for each question. So, who knows how to do this? Maybe we'll have one group at the back, uh, one group at the front. I don't know. One... No, 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 no. One group at the back, one in the middle, one at the front here, yeah, and then two groups over here. How's that work? So if you get yourself into groups and then I'll hand round the boards. If you're sitting somewhere else, join a group. Join a group. Do you want a board? You take that to mummy. Wonderful. Oh, three boards. Okay, got got your boards. So what you have to decide for this quiz is quite simple, and you don't have to have any you know, knowledge, you can just guess, so anyone can do it, okay, you can just guess, and you decide as a group, and then write down your answer on the board, and you have to decide how old you have to be to be able to do these things that I'm going to tell you, simple, I think this side's listening, I don't know, okay, right, so, all you have to do I can't, I can't really shout. It's not working. My lungs aren't working. All you have to do is decide what age you need to be to do these things. Okay? And once you've had a little conflab, written your age on the board, then you just hold it up. Okay? Oh, or people could copy, couldn't they? Oh, three, two, one, show. Show, do you want to come and do this? Cause no, okay. Right, three, three, two, one, show. That's what we're doing. Okay, so... How old do you have to be to be a blood donor, to give blood, okay? How old do you have to be? I might do a countdown as well, because I like that. Have a quick, quick... Conflab. How old do you have to be to give blood? Oh, oh, don't hold it up yet. Um, we're going to do, do the three, two, one thing, okay? You should all have written something on your boards now. So I'm going to do the three, three, two, one, show. Okay, we've got 16, 17, 17, 18 over here. According to my sources, the correct answer is 18. Ah, so one point to the front. Keep it, keep a score of your points as well. Okay, how old do you have to be to buy a pet? To buy a pet. How old do you have to be? Oh, yeah. To buy a pet. An animal. A pet. A what? Oh, I haven't got specifics. My sources don't tell me that. A pet. 
Okay? So, you're all talking, but you need to be writing. By pet, by pet. Are you ready? Three, two, one, show. Oh, I can't see the. 12 over there, 18. Is that 18? 16. Sit you a bit slow on your writing there. Oh, okay. Um, it's actually 12. So one point for the back there. Okay. Okay. How old? How old do you have to be? Are you ready? How old do you have to be to gamble on the slot machines? Oh. We'll see who knows this, shall we? Okay. Need to be writing your answer. Okay, you ready? Three, two, one, show. 18, 18, 18, 21, 18. Do you know what? You can be any age. I don't know whether my sources are correct on that one, but apparently you can be any age. I get this from um, teaching resources. This is what they're teaching the children at school. You can be any age. Okay. How old? How old do you have to be? How old do you have to be to have a part-time job? Part-time job. How old do you have to be? Okay. <coughs> Writing down your answers. So you can get all the children out to work. Ready? Three, two, one. Show! 16, 13, 14, 13, 12. It's actually 13. Two people correct there, yes. Okay. Okay, how old? Remember to keep a, a tally of your scores. Not that there's a prize, but you know. How old do you have to be to be prosecuted for not wearing a seatbelt in a car? So if you weren't wearing your seatbelt, at what age would you get told off for it by the police? Rather than your parents. Okay. So, write it down. Write it down. Are you ready? Three... Two, one, show. 14, 14, 17, 14, 10. It's 14. Mm, 14. Okay. Oh, quite apt for the times, this one, and all that's happened in our area. How old do you have to be to become an MP? Could join the new independence movement. How old do you have to be to become an MP, a Member of Parliament? Okay, write it down. Are you ready? Three, two, one, show. 18, 18, 16, 18, 18. It is actually 21. My day. Okay, we'll do a couple more, a few more. Okay, how old do you have to be to go abroad and sing professionally? Because <laughs> we, we 
we need to know that, don't we? How, how old do you have to be to go abroad to sing professionally? Not, not as a, necessarily as a group, you know, but as a professional. My sources don't say any other information. Okay? Write it down. It could be important for some of you. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, show. Any? Fourteen? Any? One? Seven? You have to be eighteen. Well, well, that covers it, I guess. Okay. (laughs) How old? Let's see who knows this. How old do you have to be to buy a lottery ticket? Sixteen, sixteen, eighteen, sixteen. It's sixteen. Okay. Right. This is an interesting one if you ever wanted to do it. How old do you need to be to change your name with your parents' consent? So your parents have to agree that you can change your name, but how old do you have to be if you wanted to change your name legally? If you don't know, write it down. Three, two, one. Show. Twelve, any. Eight, twelve, any. It's actually sixteen. Ah, I know. Surprising. Okay, final one. Final one. How old do you have to be? To refuse medical treatment. So if you don't want to be treated, but they're saying you should be medically, how would you have to be to say, no, I don't want to? No. Okay. <coughs> Are you ready? Three, two, one, show. Fourteen, sixteen, sixteen. Bit slow in the middle group here. Fourteen, eighteen. You actually have to be sixteen. Sixteen. Oh, sixteen. Okay. So tally scores. Do you remember your scores? Tally scores. Write your scores on your board. Write your scores on your board. Okay. And. Three, two, one, show your scores. Two, three. Is the group at five, three, two? The group at the back wins it with five correct answers. Round of applause. Okay. Um, if you want to stay where you are seated, that's absolutely fine. Um, well, you can move back to your other seats, that doesn't matter. But, you know, the thing is, in a country and throughout the world, um, we gauge what people should do by their age. 
So, you know, you have to wait a certain age to do this. You have to be a certain age to go to school. You have to be a certain age to do that. You can't do that until you're this age. And we base it all on how old people are. That's our criteria. And, you know, there's sensible reasons for that because there's certain things which you, you know, can't decide on until you're a bit older. But also, it means that we... We say people should be okay to do certain things just because of how old they are. We don't take into account how different people are. This is our criteria. But the thing about God, and when we're thinking about how God views people, is that's not God's criteria. God doesn't look at us and think, well, you can only do something when you're that age. I'm not going to listen to what you have to say until you're that age. I don't think you should be valued in the church until you're that age. God doesn't say any of that. God welcomes people of any age. And not only welcomes people, but says you're valued and you're important and what you think is important to me at any age that you're at. There's a story in the Bible in the Old Testament about a man called Naaman. Naaman was a warrior, a Syrian warrior. So he was an officer in the army and he fought against the people of God. And the army of Syria used to go and attack different areas. It's quite a big, powerful um, army. And Naaman was one of the leaders of it. And he attacked the people of God once and he took lots of people into slavery. And into his own household, he had a little girl who served his wife and helped with his wife. She was a girl who believed in God and she followed God. And Naaman wasn't a bad man in that sense. He was kind to her and he treated her well. And Naaman was well respected, but he had a bit of a problem. And that problem was that he had an illness, he had a disease called leprosy. He couldn't touch people and other people couldn't touch him because they were afraid of catching this disease. It was a skin disease. And he didn't know what to do about it. He couldn't get rid of it. And if he couldn't get rid of it, he couldn't really carry on doing what he was doing. He wanted to be free of this illness. And no one could tell him what to do. Not the greatest advisors, not the best brains, not the oldest, wisest people he knew. But there was one little girl, that little servant girl, that he had brought with him to serve his wife, who knew exactly what he should do. And she spoke up and she told him. We're going to watch a little clip of DVD that tells a story. There is a very strange, weird alien in it, who I don't think was in the original story in the Bible. (laughs) But just ignore that and watch... This. I've built tens of thousands of men to victory in countless battles for Syria. Yet with all my wealth and power, I can do nothing against an unseen enemy that does this. So that I can not even touch the ones I love. She says there is a prophet among her people 
The little girl who is a nobody. She serves Naaman's wife. She's not to be spoke, she's not to be spoken to, she's not to speak, but she stands up and she says, You should go to this prophet. The prophet that she's talking about is Elisha, the prophet of God. And Naaman does listen to her. And eventually he goes to Elisha, and Elisha tells him to bathe in the River Jordan. And he bathes in the River Jordan, and his leprosy disappears. It's healed by God. And he comes to realise who God is. And he comes to worship God for himself, even though he leads the army of Syria. And it took a lot of courage for that little girl to stand up and say what she did. She hasn't even got a name in the Bible. She's called the little girl because she's not deemed to be important enough to have her name put in that passage. But God saw her as important enough to use her to change someone's life. Because God's criteria is not you're only important enough if you're old enough to speak or you're valued enough to speak. God's criteria is that everyone is important. He looks at our heart and he sees where we're at and he allows us to speak for him, whether we be old enough to speak or whether we be very, very old. That's how God sees us. We're going to continue in our worship of this wonderful God this morning. We're going to sing a song, When I Was Lost. When I was lost, God came and rescued me. And now we worship him and we thank him for that. So let's stand together and sing this morning. When I was trying to think of what to say about how God looks at us and how God sees us and what God has done for us and how that should affect our lives, I saw a clip of DVD by a lady called uh, Letitia Wright, who some of you will recognise the name. She starred in the film Black Panther, and recently she won the BAFTA Rising Star Award. I don't know whether anyone watched the BAFTAs or saw the highlights. And she gave a speech as she collected the award, and I'm going to show it you now, so take a look at what she had to say. I identify myself as a child of God. And I can't get up here without thanking God. A few years ago, I saw myself in a deep state of depression, and I literally wanted to quit acting. The only thing that pretty much pulled me out of that was God, my belief, my faith, my family, and an email from BAFTA saying that they wanted me to be a part of the BAFTA uh, Breakthrough Brits. And I was like... Let me try again. This wasn't an overnight thing. This, isn't, this, this wasn't a click of a finger success. And it's still a work in progress. I'm still a work in progress. Um, but I want to just thank God. I want to thank my family. I want to thank my team at IAG, Femi, Icky, everybody at WME. I want to thank everybody that said yes to me. 
I want to say I want to say thank you to everybody that gave me a chance um, and just saw my talent, saw what God placed in me, and said yes. Um, I want to encourage young people. <laughs> Matter of fact, you don't even have to be young; you can be you can be any age. But I just want to I just want to encourage you. Anybody that's going through a hard time or something in their soul or that they've lost their light, I want to encourage you that God made you and you're important. There, there might be some of you here that's going through depression, that's going through a bad time and you're putting on a smile on your face and nobody can see that, but you know it and God knows it. And I just want to encourage you and I just want to say that God loves you and just let your light shine. I think she'd probably say it better than I could ever say it, that God created you, God loves you. And that's why we celebrate children and young people this morning. Because often, especially children and people, are not told that in the world, that God loves you, God created you. And at any age, you are special enough to do things, to speak out, to live differently the way that God designed you and created you to live. So we thank you for being so wonderful in our church family and we want to give you a little gift, it's a very little gift, um, just as a token of how much we care about you and how much we value you. And without you, this church would not be half of the things that it is, all the wonderful things that you do and all the wonderful people that you are. So I would like to invite uh, the adults to come out and collect 